Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney theme parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Welcome to the first episode of Had a Magical Day. We are your hosts. I'm Scott Otto. Hello, and I'm Andrea Henry. And today's episode, we're going to talk about our favorite rides. So, Andrea, why don't you go first? So, Scott, you want me to pick my favorite ride. Why don't you just ask me to pick my favorite child, okay? <laughs> I mean, I only have one child, but even so. Uh, that's really not a fair question. So, I, I think um, it's hard, but if I had to choose all-time favorite ride ever, is that what we're asking here? Yes, we're going to talk about other rides as well. So, it's not you're not limited to one, but we do want to start off with your number one all-time ride. It's hard. All right. All right. I'm going to have to go Avatar the fast ride not the stupid boat ride because the boat yes flight of passage yes flight of passage best ride hands down ever been on and i command anyone to go to that goes to animal kingdom you must go on this ride i don't care i don't care if the line's 12 hours you stand in that line and you go on the ride that's it absolutely i I, well i agree i agree it's the best ride i won't take it as my favorite ride but definitely the best ride and uh, but expand a little bit more about why, why, why you think it's the best ride. Okay, so it is the best ride because, it, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away too much of the ride for folks that haven't been on it, but it's going to hit you with every single sense except for taste that you've gotten, even taste a little bit. But it really, you know, I'm not an Avatar fan. I found the movie boring, sorry, and <laughs> I didn't get it, and I was like, this is lame. And I was walking through and I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then I got on the ride and I was like, holy moly, they hit it out of the park with this one between, like, it's just hits you from every sense. I have no idea how they do it. You get, you sit on the little motorcycle thing, you get strapped in and you're whisked away to Avatar land. It's truly incredible. Amazing. I, you know, it's like you fl- you're, you're flying essentially without ever leaving the ground. And it, it's, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's fantastic. And for, for people who aren't familiar with the ride, like you were saying, you know, it's a simulator ride and there's been lots of simulator rides out there, but this is somehow on a whole nother level. Like you said, it just, you just really feel like you're in this land and you're flying on the back of a banshee. Can I, can I tell you a story that happened um, the last time we were there and it, we'd been on the ride before, I was there with my daughter and she's, she was 11 at the time and it's maybe a t- two hour wait to get on. We were like, that's fine. Not, not, this is, you know, two hours. Sure. Let's do it. And so we're waiting and waiting, waiting. Finally, we get in and there is a young man who gets on one of the rides next to us. And he'd been waiting too. And he sat down on the ride. They put the, um, you know, that when you get in the ride, they really strap you in. It kind of goes around your legs. You're, you're not going anywhere. And I think that was too much for him. He just, you know, maybe he had claustrophobia or whatever. And he was like, no, nope, can't do this. Got to go. And I wanted to, I wanted to go over to him and say, no, stop, please stop, <laughs> please. It's okay. It's not going to hurt. Please stay with me. Don't give up this experience, young man. But, uh, you know, I'm not a complete maniac. So I just internally felt bad and, uh, continue with the ride. So I, I just, I feel that strongly about it that I, I wanted to accost a complete stranger and say, no, 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 you need to stay with me on this. That's where I'm at. So, uh, Scott, tell me what your favorite ride is. Well, I'm a little old school. I do agree that, like I said, Avatar is the best ride, technically. I think it's the best experience of, of a ride where you're just completely immersed in that, in that land. 
Um, so my favorite ride is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. And for a couple of reasons, let me explain. <laughs> for me, part of it is nostalgia, but part of it is so, uh, you know, when the park first opened, when Walt Disney World in particular opened in 71 or whatever, I was a little kid and, you know, they were hyping it on World of Disney, the TV show every Sunday, the wonderful World of Disney. And uh, we couldn't go, my, we didn't have enough money to go. Uh, but my father bought me a booklet, they made a commemorative booklet. And it had these pictures of the scenes of Pirates of the Caribbean. And to me, I was just struck by how lifelike the figures were compared to anything you see at a carnival or around here, you know, amusement park. Um, and so when I finally got to go about seven years later, you know, it was the first ride we went on. And uh, the thing I love about Disney World in general is the ability to create these different worlds, right? And to immerse you in these different worlds and experience, you know, take you out of your normal day, everyday life. And so that ride, you know, you're, you're on the boat, you're in, you're in the dark, and then all of a sudden you're down this hill. Love and that. I hate roller coasters, I hate big hills, so I was a little nervous. And just when I was getting nervous, it bottomed out. And then all of a sudden you're out of the darkness and you're in the middle of this battle, this big pirate battle between this big ship and, and this fortress. And it looks like it's a full-size ship, although it's not really, but then these cannonballs are flying over you. And it's just like a, when you didn't know, when you weren't expecting anything, it's just a, it just kind of blows your mind that first time you see it. it's like the first time you saw star wars when the, the big destroyer is over your head and it's just like massive like nothing you've ever seen so it's just a really unique experience the first time and it's just a really good immersive storytelling even though they you know obviously romanticize the pirates a little too much but it's it's a it's a fun ride and it still holds up and it's still very popular but that's the the biggest thing for me for for disney is kind of the ability to take you into a different realm you know well, I got I to gotta tell you, um, when I was very young, I was probably maybe six, I went to, it's the first time I went to Disney World, Disneyland, I was out in Los Angeles with my father and my grandfather. He had like a work convention out there. And for some reason, my mom didn't go. So it was me, my dad, and my grandmother. So we all go to Disneyland. And I don't, she was, she was a larger woman and, you know, and very much a grandmother. So I don't think she went on the ride with us. But I remember going on with my dad. And I remember the sensation of my socks blowing as like it must have been loose or something but I can still feel like like the the cup of my socks blowing as we went down that first little hill mm. and it was such a it's like such a weird physical memory I have but you know and being like oh that's kind of cool and <laughs> we went down that hill my little socks flopping around and um yeah and remember as a kid finding it hysterical thought, thinking it was about the funniest thing with the dog with the you know, the keys yep. in his prisoners. Guys chasing the women, the women chasing the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just remember, like, as a kid thinking it was just absolutely hysterical. And yeah, I, I agree. It does. Every time I go on it, it kind of takes me back. And I always look for that rush around my ankles of air going down that little hill. So yeah, all right. All right. I can respect that choice. Disagree, but respect <laughs> it. It's fair to say. Yes. Well, like you were saying, you know, that was like, that's my favorite. And for best, I would have picked uh, Avatar, like you did, the uh, Flight of yeah. Passage. Should we um, talk about our worst rides, or should we save that for another episode? I was going to maybe save that for another episode. Let's do a couple more of you know your top rides. All right. Hey, Scott, what's your second favorite ride, then? Right, we've got Pirates for the first. What would be the second? OK, the second favorite ride, I was going to go off the board here, okay. and uh, other than Avatar. Uh, this is not technically a ride in the sense that back in the days when they had tickets for rides, you didn't need a ticket for this. Is this uh, the, uh, is this the president's showcase there? Let me guess. No, no, that's a ride. That's, that's technically a ride. One, right? No, it's the monorail. 
All right. As you can see back here, I'm a big oh, yeah. fan of, of the monorail. Yeah. So to me, it just kind of represents uh, the technology of, of Disney. Plus, it's, it's very cool. It's very cool. It's futuristic. Even now, it still looks very futuristic, the way it's designed, um, the, even the sound it makes. And it's all electric, right? It's, I think it's one of the only green modes of transportation at, at Disney, actually, right? The, uh, the buses are all like diesel, the, the, the boats. Yeah, but take across. Although they have the skyline now too, which is also electric. But oh, that's it. That is that's cool. Yeah. So, but so, but it's just it was very at the time, especially it was very futuristic. Uh, it can run by itself, basically. They don't really need a driver, but they they have a driver because it makes people feel safer. So to me, just the whole the way it runs and the, the idea of the future, like you can tell, like Walt was always looking towards the future, and that's a big theme of Disney World too. Is very optimistic about the future of technology and you know mankind so well and also i think like you know as a kid i remember going through the contemporary on the monorail and that was just kind of mind-blowing yeah it was like, what is this i'm in a train in a building get out of here you know just we're we're from boston you don't have that in boston our trains don't do that <laughs> and it was really exciting so i hear okay okay interesting choice i can yeah yeah, and Boston is really bad if public transportation goes through your house. That's... Yeah, well, yeah, that's, the buses <laughs> might go through your house, the trains, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's also very exciting because it's taking you to Disney. Like, that's part of the buildup, right? Oh, is, absolutely. Yeah, you're yeah. going to get on a monorail. Yeah. Um, I think usually when we go, we I always stay at, like, the cheap hotels, so we never get the excitement of riding the monorail <laughs> to the park. But no, but I know taking it from park to park occasionally is always kind of yeah. fun. Well, you but, get to take it from the transportation center, no matter where you're staying. If you, we should, I feel like we always just get on a bus and arrive where we need to go, because we're always. Oh, some of them, some of the hotels, the bus yeah. will take you right into right in front of the entrance. That's true. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll do that next time. Um, all right, my my second favorite ride is I was uh, the Ratatouille ride, and I I call it Paris Disney. I don't think that's the right name for it, but that's just what I call it. And, I think that's uh, what Paris, they call it now. They had a name for it before, and then I think they just dropped it, and it's, it's Paris it's Disney. Like Euro Disney or something. I think it might be Paris Disney. Yeah, it used to be Euro Disney, but now it's just Paris Disney, I believe. So, yeah, and the story, actually, I'll save the Paris Disney story for another episode. But um, the, yeah, we went, and I didn't know what it was. And once again, you know, I don't like Disney films all that much. Like, I kind of could care less. But my daughter loved Ratatouille. I think I watched part of it and I was like, I don't know, there's a rat cooking. I don't know what's going on. This isn't for me, but whatever. But we're going to go on it. And it's the last ride of the night. Now we're going to go home. And uh, we're waiting. It's getting late. We're tired. And the ride keeps breaking down. And um, and they, they come on in French and, and then in English, they say, oh, we're very sorry. Remy and his friends are very busy trying to fix the ride for you or something. It's very nice. And so we're waiting and I'm ready to call it a night. And I'm like, should, should we go? And my daughter's like, no, we have to stay. And my husband also, he enjoys Ratatouille. He's like, no, no, we gotta stay. So I'm like, okay, fine. So half an hour goes by, another 45 minutes goes by. Now we're like two hours in and we're still waiting. And I'm like, they're shutting everything down. <laughs> like, this is crazy. And they're like, no, no, no. They won't shut it down until everybody gets a chance to ride that's in line. So I was like, all right. So we stuck around, we wrote it, and um, I remember it, once again, completely blew my mind. 
like just how did you do this? How did you make me feel like a small rodent, you know, being chased by a broom where I'm sitting in a cart? No, full well, I'm not. I mean, it's really kind of next level, well done, well coordinated. And, you know, for being exhausted and just kind of wanting to get on the train and go back to the apartment, I'm so glad I listened to others and we kind of stuck it through and did it because it was really incredible um, experience. So Ratatouille would be my number two ride. Now, if you could, can you go into a little more detail? Because for like a lot of people don't get the chance to go to, to Paris Disney, but that ride is coming to Epcot at Disney World uh, in the Paris Pavilion. So explain a little bit more about how they make you feel like you're at a rat's level view of, of the world. Yes. So what, you know, one of the things that I just distinctly remember is at one point in the ride, you, you know, you, I, once again, I'm really bad and then I don't understand like any of the mechanics of the ride. I just know I'm having a good time. But you're essentially like at one point in the ride, you're in the kitchen and there, it's like, I assume it's just like projected images of like somebody with a broom chasing you. And then like the image of a broom comes by you really quickly. And so you feel like this broom is going to hit me in this little cart because... Oh the chef wants to get the rat out of the kitchen. And it was really just phenomenal. I mean, just the sounds, everything was perfectly integrated. And um, I can just imagine all the tech that went into doing this. And that's why we had a super long wait for them to fix it, but man, well worth it. Mm. And just really impressive and really fun. And this is from somebody who, you know, I understand the movie's a good movie, it just wasn't for me. So I had no investment in kind of the characters or anything, but I thought, wow, this is, this is it. So that's good. That's a good endorsement when you don't know anything about like the movie that the ride is based on and you still have a great time on the ride. And that's yeah. obviously a great ride. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Maybe I only like rides that are based on movies that I'm kind of lukewarm about. Like yeah. we got Avatar, we got Ratatouille. Uh. <laughs> what was the, uh, I forget what the proper term is for it, but basically the, the line experience, right? There's always some, some, uh, diversions in the lines to keep you oh. amused while you're going through. Like Avatar has a couple of different yeah. complex things in it, but on the Ratatouille, what did they kind of have while you were going through the line? So I don't remember much. I mean, it was dark, it's getting late. And oh, this was kind of fun though. So we're hanging out in line and it's Christmas night. And um, there was a couple from Qatar in line next to us. And you know, you're in line with somebody for like two hours, you start chatting. And it was uh, the husband and wife and they were, you know, spending Christmas in Disney, like all the true players do. And uh, so we started chatting. We had like great conversation with them about their country, our country things. And that was a lot of fun. And um, so I was kind of more focused on meeting these new folks. And then what was crazy about it is we all, finally, we all get through, do the ride. That's great. Going home, we stop in the gift shop and pick up last minute souvenirs. This is going to be, you know, we're not coming back. And the couple's there. We say, well, hello. And they, the, the wife came over with a big stuffed mini doll for my daughter. And they're like, we just want to wish you a happy Christmas. <laughs> and my, my daughter was thrilled that, yeah, you know, really nice strangers that we had a nice experience with took the time and bought this beautiful stuffed animal. And uh, we, you know, I've gotten rid of a lot of her stuffed animals many miles from Paris from the couple from Qatar is not going anywhere though. So it was really kind of a fun, like only in Disney type of experience to have. Yeah, that's great. And that's like, what's one of the things about the parks? Like sometimes there are people who aren't Disney people like you and I are Disney people. Yeah. And they'll say, well, why do you like to go to the parks? It's like, even if I didn't like the rides, what's 
bad about being in a place where everybody's happy. Like everybody's really happy. Uh, the staff go out of their way to make you have a good experience, right? I mean, you can be unhappy if you're a little kids and stuff because it can get really hot, it's a long day or whatever, it's very crowded. But for the most part, people are there having the time of their lives. So it's a great place to just be. Yeah. No, and I and I agree. And I will tell you, like, I came to Disney a little reluctantly. I was like, oh, what is this? Too cool for school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after a while, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, we're just going to have fun and not worry about stuff. And that's kind of been my, you know, just go, not going to think about anything, just, just kind of lean into it. And that makes, I think, all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, okay. Um, do you have another ride you want to do? You want me to do a ride? You do, you do your third ride. Okay, I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit because I'm always old school. If I told you it's my true third ride, you'd be like, oh, you got to be it's kidding me. It's the teacups, isn't it? It's, I, I am predicting it's the teacups. No, not teacups. I'm not big on kind of motion like that. In fact, only, I had never been on teacups until like last year. I actually went on teacups for the first time. Um, no, I'm going to go with actually Rise of Resistance, which I just did fairly ah. recently. And if I hadn't had, if it wasn't such a pain painful process to get into that ride, I would, I would rate it higher. Uh, and of course it's big. If you're a big Star Wars person, it's kind of uh, really big. You know, they have the galaxy's edge now uh, in Disney world, and Disneyland. I don't know where else they have it. And the first ride they had, there was just this um, smugglers run where you're, you're in the millennium Falcon. And that ride is okay. It depends on what role you have. If you get to steer the ship or, or you know, do the hyperdrive, that's cool. But if you're the engineer, it's really kind of boring. You only press a button and you're not facing the screen. So that's kind of a bad experience. But this Rise of the Resistance is one of these immersive experiences where you're in the world of Star Wars. And so you're like, like, is it like Avatar? No, it's, it's actually the older tech where you're in, you're in a, a pirate is actually walking through okay. and you're interacting with actors. And then you get on a transport and you're being whisked around. You're basically, the premise is you get taken to, uh, you're part of the resistance. You get sucked into the big, uh, one of these big battleships, these big destroyers or whatever that the, that the Kylo Ren is on. And so you're, you're, you break away and then you're, you're running around that ship and it's just like in the movie, you know, um, and you know how vast those things seem. Okay, once again, not a Star Wars fan, so I kind of like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But is it is it fun? Like, is it? Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. So like good motion in it, and you feel like you're kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's there's motion in it, but it's not like a motion ride. And you are on a, for the second half of it, you're in a a vehicle, a ride vehicle, you know, a couple rows of seats that you sit in. And you're you're going through these different parts of this big spacecraft, basically. Okay. You're, you know, you're trying to escape. You're, you're, you're... Wait, wait, this isn't the one in Epcot, like the old school one, is it? This no, is no. Like the... Okay, all right. Because I, I, all right, and that one I'm okay with, but okay, no, this... this is like, I, don't, I haven't been in. Yeah, this is, this is brand new and it's in Hollywood Studios. Wow. And okay. the difficult part of it is they only give out, you can't buy, you can't buy a fast pass for this ride. And they only have certain spots a day. So at, at seven o'clock in the morning or whenever it is when the park opens an hour before, you have to be in the park and you have to be on the app and you have to hit the request for that ride right away. And it sells out in like a split second. Really? All right. Yeah. So and you that's can't it. do this ahead of time. You have to be- Yeah, you have to be in the park. Yeah. 
And then what could you like get it for like six at night and have to just stick around all day? Yeah. So what happens is so uh, the way they're doing it now when I was there a few months ago is they have two chances, one at seven in the morning. And if you get in then, then you're going to go, you're going to end up going sometime between like now the park's open like nine o'clock to 7 p.m. I think. So if you get the 7 a.m. group, you get in there. Then you're gonna go sometime between nine and one, I think. Okay. Uh, then at one o'clock, they have another one of these things. Yeah. You have to be in the park, and if you get in there, then you get to go sometime between like three and the end of the end of the park. I got into a backup group. They didn't know what that meant, <laughs> but I knew I had to kind of stick around to find out if I was gonna get in. Right. And so after waiting for like an hour, I saw a customer service person. So I asked them, they said, oh, it's good. You're probably going to get in. Everybody almost always gets in. Um, but you won't know till like six o'clock if you're in or not. Um, so I just killed time until six. I wasted a lot of time that I, that I didn't have to if I had known that uh, basically you're, you're, you're going to get in. And also you can check if you go to the ride, I didn't realize they have a display that shows you which, which boarding groups are boarding. And so you can tell like how far away you are. Okay, so this is why I going back to the hotel. I could have gone on a bunch of different rides and come back. Um, so I basically spent the whole afternoon just waiting for that one ride. <laughs> That's like psycho. But okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it would have been a lot. So I would have enjoyed it a lot better if I had known I could have done other stuff. Otherwise, I was just eating and drinking for like three hours waiting for my, my group to get called. Yeah, very fun though. All right, so that's cool. All right, so this is, so there's some motion to this. It's kind of a thrill ride. And then you also yeah. get that Star Wars thing. Yeah, and you start out like you're walking, like you you know you're you 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 get captured, and uh, they have actors dressed up as the rebels, uh, not the the Empire right. or whatever they they are called now, and and they're like interrogating you, so yeah. they're actually like, you know interrogating you and threatening you, and then they put you in, they lock you up, and then you bust out and you get on the vehicle to try to escape. Yeah. So I just want to say, as a small child, that would have like thoroughly freaked me out, and. Yeah. Not not because I was scared, not because I'd be like scared of them, but just like social anxiety. I'd be like, oh my God, these yeah. people are talking. I cannot handle this right now. But um, but that's very fun. That's very fun. So okay, so cool. All right. So that's so that's a ride. Like, would you go through that wait again? Let's say you had to wait three hours. You could even I know you could have left, but let's pretend you couldn't. Would you would it is it that level that yeah, you should definitely wait for it? Um yes, to do it once for sure. Yeah, like if somebody, if I was with somebody who hadn't been on it before, I'd yeah. say, yeah, let's wait for three hours. It's like my my nephew, who's now an adult, but I took him to the first Star Wars movie because they re-released re them when he was a kid. Um, so he's a big fan. So yeah, like I was in the park with him. I'd say, yeah, let's wait. We'll wait three hours for this because it's going to be worth it for you. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, this is good to know. I think, um, you know, hopefully next year or late, maybe even later this year, depending on how things are going, I can get down there. And that's high on the list yep. for that. Um, like I said, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but my husband and daughter are, so I think that. Yeah, and you would even enjoy it just because it's impressive. Like the sets that you yeah. go through are very impressive. Yeah. All right, I'm down for that. All right, my third favorite ride. Ooh. Let me think. This is this is hard because there's a lot that are kind of jockeying for this. Um, well, you can you can name honorable mentions, you know, even no, if you don't. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. A little old school. I'm gonna go um, Thunder Mountain. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like. I love it. It's 
I think the, you know, the, the walking up to it is fun, kind of the old west thing is kind of neat. And also like a lot of nostalgia. I remember it from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm a kind of a wimp with roller coasters. So that's just like enough roller coaster for me to be a little freaked out, but not scared. So same yeah. here, same here. Number three. And close, close, um, close number three would be the Snow White uh, train ride, the mine. Oh, the seven mine, the yeah, seven, seven dwarfs yeah. mine ride. Yes. That yes. is so popular. Like the wait for that is always really long. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. And I think once again, it's kind of like roller coaster, but you know, you're not going to do eight loop de loops or so. Yes. Yeah, it's a good roller coaster for people who aren't crazy about roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like, the, I'm the same. Like, I don't like it. I like speed, but I don't like the big drops. I don't feel like, like to feel like I'm falling. So, Thunder Mountain is a great one for me, as is the Seven Dwarfs Mine and Space Mountain. Uh, but like Rock and Roll the Coaster and uh, the Everest one, I could do without. Well, I got to tell you a good Space Mountain story is, um, you know, I hadn't gone to Disney as an adult. And we went with my daughter. She had just turned, I want to say four. So she was pretty little. And we're like, okay, let's, let's go. And we brought her down and we get there and I'm like, oh, Space Mountain. Yeah, we're going to go on Space Mountain. So I had forgotten about Space Mountain. And um, we took her on and you know how you're sitting like, it's, if you're not familiar, the seats are one in front of the other. So you're not sitting next to anybody. So I was in front and my daughter was behind me. And all of a sudden the ride starts and I just hear a nonstop scream for two minutes. (laughs) Right. The poor little kid, she's just screaming the whole thing. And I thought, oh my God, what have I done? She's going to never want to go on a ride again. This is going to be horrible. And then we get there, uh, you know, ride finishes up, we get off and she's giggling and she's like, that's the greatest ride ever. So I was like, (laughs) crisis averted, but man, that was fun. Yeah, well, I'm glad it worked out. (laughs) I know, it could have been a very lousy couple of days, but yeah, yeah, no, she's... uh, there is not, she's uh, 14 now, there's not a roller coaster that is intimidating. She's just, she'll, mm. yeah, why not? Why wouldn't I go on that? And I'm looking at her like you're crazy. Does she drag you on some of them? Well, she's, in, she's So she's unfortunate that it, um, she'll go with my husband or my sister or her cousin who will go on, those, the three of them will go on anything. So usually I get dragged on like the second or third go around with it. Whereas like, mm. all right, you need to go on this now. So, but I'm always like, I'll just hold the bags. <laughs> what, what's your strategy like to get through the the big roller coaster ride that you don't want to be on so i just tell myself it's all rational fear like you're you know you're probably safer on this than anything else and just it, it, i think it's just making that leap that you're totally safe you're just freaking yourself out and but that's i'll, I'll do it but that's not to say i enjoy it so mm-hmm. yeah i will practice like if you contract your stomach it will help yeah. fight that feeling that you get when you're falling you yeah. know and the other thing is screaming i just yeah <laughs> <laughs> just scream it gets out the nervousness as well it's what you really want to do anyways so. all right all right uh, i'm just going to give a quick honorable mention to one of my favorites is carousel of progress which i know is very old-fashioned oh, come on <laughs> again it's because a it's well it's one of the only rides that disney actually personally worked on that's in in the park still and the other one is it's the whole, the whole philosophy about technology making our lives better 
and you know being optimistic about about the future. So that's one of them. The other one is is the haunted mansion as well, which is is a great ride and has lots of like you, you don't like you don't get into the technology like how they do the rides. But a lot of those effects they have are very simply done, but they do them so well that they just seem amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, Scott, I want to thank you so much for sharing your, you know, in my opinion, slightly embarrassing ride selections, especially that last one. But, you know, Disney has room for a lot of perspectives. And um, I'm glad we could, you know, have this conversation about your slightly odd perspective, but that's cool. We had some agreements as well, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just agree to disagree, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott, I got to run. And so I guess what I'd like to say to you and all of our friends out there is see you real soon.